0: 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au Ron Ross is our Middle East reporter and he's joining me on the phone once again. For this week, Ron, not good news. We saw yesterday we started the week with the news of those 30 Ethiopian Christians slaughtered by ISIL militants.
1: Yeah, it's very sickening the repetitive nature of this kind of brutality. Uh, but I did uh, read an interesting twist to the story uh, just this morning uh, where the the report is that the Christians uh, in the circumstances are standing stronger than ever before as Boko Haram and terrorist groups like them uh, make all kinds of threats against the Christian community Uh, they're uniting together, they're attending uh, worship services together and they're standing strong Uh, of course the whole uh, idea behind the uh, uh, the the killing of the christians is to create fear and instability and panic and and all of those things and apparently uh, the people are turning to worship and prayer in an effort to be able to uh, maintain their decorum in the face of this brutality Uh, but it was interesting to note uh, that uh, Israeli soldiers came out this week and said that they were available to uh, fight on behalf of the Christians and, and uh, it'd be very interesting if others are sitting looking at this and Israel decides to stand up and uh, take some action uh, one of the young men that made the statement from Israel uh, Jeremy Gimpel is a young fellow I knew very well in Jerusalem and was earmarked to become a future prime minister. He's a decorated soldier. He was a a, a leader of men in the Israeli army, and his uh, group won award after award uh, in the face of the enemy, and he's calling for a rally in Israel to defend the Christians. So it will be interesting to see what develops.
0: That's right, and of course we need to continue to pray for people in these regions that are under continued attack. I don't think we quite appreciate it, do we, here in our comfortable little section of the West, just how dire things are?
1: No, uh, it worries me that uh, our kind of Christianity is insulated. Uh, we, we guard ourselves against uh, uh, the, the terrible stories from over there. But uh, we only have to keep our eye on the news to know that it's coming here and sooner or later we're going to have to face the truth.
0: That's right. Now, talking of happenings in Israel, what's the latest with uh, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu there?
1: Well, he's been trying to form a coalition government in the uh, legal time uh, and had to meet with President Reuven Rivlin uh, this week to ask for an extension uh because the negotiations have become so tense. He's now been given until May 7 to complete negotiations and establish his new government. He made a statement saying we've moved forward and we're well on our way uh but he wants to be in a position uh to create a stable government. And the president Rivlin made the same statement. He said the nation as a whole is eager for a government that can make decisions, and so Netanyahu, who is trying to finalise arrangements right now uh, to bring forth a stable government that can deal with the uh, many crises uh, that the Israeli leadership has to face, if you expect it to come to a, uh, a another election, uh, a 67-seat right-wing government seems to be the most likely outcome but uh, different factions are wanting senior seats in the Cabinet, uh, and that's the basis of the discussions.
0: Sounds like it could be a very long two weeks.
1: Yes, it will be a difficult one.
0: And, of course, Israel has their Remembrance Day coming up, don't they? Is that tomorrow?
1: April 22nd, yes. And it was interesting, they've started uh, the remembrance services. The Defence Minister, Moshe Allen, lit a candle of remembrance on Sunday in honor of Israel's 23,320 fallen soldiers and civilian victims of hostile action. He said on Remembrance Day, the Israeli nation as one big family bows its head and unites with the memories of all the fallen of Israel's wars as a moral obligation to those who, in their death, commanded us to live so that we may be worthy of them. And... uh, they will rem- uh, mark their Remembrance Day for soldiers and victims of terrorism tonight and in honour of 116 recently fallen soldiers and civilians who lost their lives in the last 12 months.
0: And, of course, Alan's anzac Centenary is coming up, Australians uh, far and wide travelling to Gallipoli to take part in those ceremonies over there.
1: Yes, and it's... Uh, uh, it's going to be a, an inspiring time for many people, uh, but there is a report come out of Turkey that I, uh, really concerns me. Uh, it talks about the uh, churches in Turkey are on the verge of extinction. Uh, the, the, an article by Walter Flick, a scholar of the International Society for Human Rights, says Christians are certainly seen as second-class citizens in turkey a real citizen is a muslim and those who aren't muslims are seen as suspicious sadly turkey a nato member since 1952 and supposedly a candidate for membership in the european union has largely succeeded in destroying the entire christian culture of asia minor and uh, that's a grave concern some wonderful historic places have disappeared And uh, uh, Antioch is a place where, for the first time, the followers of Jesus were called Christians. And uh, it's sad to see uh, that the memory of Christ and Christianity is steadily being removed.
0: It is something that we're hearing more and more often, isn't it, though, that uh, second-class citizens are those who declare themselves to be non-Muslim?
1: Yeah, they're, they're known as dimmies in the Arab world, and you have to pay a tax uh, to, to get any uh, uh, kind of uh, representation or survival in the community, and uh, you're treated as about one-tenth the value of a Muslim. So it's a difficult place to be.
0: Now, speaking of all things Gallipoli, of course there is a word, isn't there, that the basis of the modern Israeli army was actually formed at Gallipoli by a, a Jewish unit.
1: Yeah, they were called the Zion Mule Corps, And uh, they wanted to fight uh, with the Allied forces, but the English general had no rules of warfare uh, where he could use foreign fighters and call them soldiers. So they were recruited to work alongside the Anzacs uh, with mules to be able to deliver ammunition and to keep in contact with the guys on the front line. It was interesting that uh, in Israeli circles... Uh, their story was likened to Moses leading the Jews from Egypt to the Promised Land. And incidentally, a a number of rabbis spoke to me in Bathsheba uh, years ago when we were uh, at an Anzac Day ceremony there and were recording the the, the light horse. uh, And they said to me, Do you know, Pastor Ron, do you know uh, how God used the defeated Gallipoli? and i asked them how that happened and they said god allowed the defeat in gallipoli so the australian armed forces in world war one would come down and liberate israel and that's what they believe the australian armed forces did in the great uh, victory in besheva with the light horsemen and so it's amazing that uh, the leader of the australian armed forces in world war one was general sir john monash who of course was a Jew. So we have very close connections with the Jewish people and that's remembered by many of us, Anzac Day.
0: And whatever you're up to on Anzac Day, Ron, an early morning service or one later in the day, enjoy the commemorations, won't you?
1: I will indeed, always do.